0: You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs, a podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration, offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs from New Jersey's own Explosive Entertainment. Explosive Entertainment. I know you're gonna dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langsner.
1: All right, guys, what's up? It's Mastering Mitzvahs. We're back again, and we're doing it. We're doing it quarantine Stream style. Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, all things Bar and Bat Mitzvah. We're going to hook you guys up, how we staying creative, how we keeping the ball moving. It's such a crazy time right now. We want to do two things for you, keep it fun, positive, and exciting, and also give you guys some great content. Mikey, what do we got?
0: So we have an incredible guest, Amy Rubel, who I'm excited to introduce we were just talking before you joined us. It's been six years since we did Amy's son's bar mitzvah. I can't believe it's been that long. And oh, man,
1: uh, now I'm dating myself because I was actually there as the host.
0: Uh-huh. And That's Amy right. now has turned into one of our biggest advocates and one of the best planners in the area. So um, we are not talking COVID-19 today. We're going to talk all positivity, planning, and uh, you know, all, all things good today. I love it. Thank you for having
2: me, guys. Yeah, Would you mind introducing yourself, a little bit of your background? Sure. So I'm Amy Rubel. I'm uh, out of my house in Maplewood, New Jersey. I've been doing events practically my entire adult life, and almost six years ago, started my own business. And the impetus for that was shortly after I planned my sons with these guys back in 2013, um, a ton of people started calling me and asking for advice because I had always planned events professionally. And I thought to myself, literally one day, I could do this, like for a living. I hadn't been working while my son was little. And that was kind of the start of it. And it's been six years.
1: Nice. And it's been a super yeah. cool ride. And we've had the pleasure and the privilege of, you know, being on this ride as as kind of one of your mainstays. And it's been absolutely amazing. It's it's definitely helped to level our business up. Um, it's helped to spread the word, uh, get us out to a really uh, awesome uh, demographic and clientele that, you know, uh, we didn't have so much at our disposal before. So thank you so much. It's been great
2: our pleasure my pleasure so anyway
0: um amy i, yeah. I just want to i want to open up the, and just ask you the first question is just why should a client hire a planner i mean so many clients say they could do it themselves so i mean let's right. just start there
2: so you know you ask a million planners you're going to get different answers this is my response um we live in a stressful time people are busy there are a lot of um families where both parents work And there's just not a lot of time to plan all these things. And to hire someone, you're going to save money. You're going to save time. You're certainly going to be less anxious. And um, someone like me has a lot of connections, whether it be with people like you or venues or designers who can do all the back work for you on the research and then what I typically do is I'll say to a client okay here's a list of three designers look at their website see who you like and it's very curated so they're not all over the internet looking at a million different things they are not listening to 25 different people and reading different things it's very curated based on their style and their budget and in the end because I'm kind of I look at myself kind of as a general manager of a construction project where the general manager oversees the plumber and the painter and the electrician, all that stuff. And that's kind of how I view my role um as a person who oversees all of it. Certainly with the clients in input, of course, and what they want, but really taking over the daily stress and duties and um specifically kind of the administrative tasks that need to be done also in the organization. I
0: I love that. I just want to hit one thing. You you said you started by saying you could save clients time and money. I bet there's a huge misconception because people probably think hiring a planner becomes a more expensive. Can you just talk, right. talk to that for sure. a
2: second? So of course planners get paid and there are a number of different ways um, planners like me get paid. Some take a cut of your total budget, can get due hourly, some do flat rate, I happen to do flat rate. Um, but in paying that out, and it for me it's paid out over a number of months over the planning period, but it enables um, the person to kind of sit back a little and not worry and the way that we save them money was because we have relationships with with people and vendors who can say all right you've brought me I'm making this up 20 clients this year i'm going to give you guys a break or we can work with you guys a little bit more because we have a relationship and a rapport that um we can work out some things that are mutually beneficial and it's just the nature of the business i think in, in our industry where we like to be very collaborative and helpful and i think that that's really important and um, time is obvious, you know, someone who has a full-time job, they're not, they don't have the time to do all this stuff, or maybe they don't want to, maybe they don't know where to go.
1: I was actually going to say too, Amy, that, that, these are really, really great nuggets to, to take away. How do you know, like you're, you're, you know, you're planning an event, what makes you qualify to get, uh, to, you know, look to somebody like you to help? How do you know, like, maybe I should like look for an Amy, maybe I should, you know, what's a, a good way to know that you maybe even need an event planner?
2: Well, I think if you, um, for for mitzvahs in particular you get your right. day three weeks three months three months listen to me three years oh before. listen it has been three
1: months before we've gotten those too
2: <laughs> that is just a situation to panic um but if you're getting it three years before and it's a blank slate and you don't know what to do or where to begin and and it, especially if it's your first child right you just have no idea and you, i this sounds so stupid but you can't know what you don't know So look to someone who has done this repeatedly over and over and over again, who can really set you up. And for me, most of my clients are full planning where we start from the very beginning and work through, but also have clients who have done some stuff already and then come to me to kind of wrap it up. And, you know, that's definitely something that that's doable too. I think there are a lot of planners that offer different, uh, packages, so to speak. But for me personally, I love to do it from the, the very beginning. I kind of see it through to the end. That's my preferred way, but open to helping because not everybody needs the same things. I always say no two families are alike. A- Amy, not
0: all planners are decorators, not all decorators are planners. Can you make a little sense of that? That's great, a big great problem.
2: question, Mike, because I get asked this a lot. Listen, I I'm not a designer. I'll be the first person to say that. I can appreciate design, I understand it, but you don't want me to design your party. You want me to organize your party. And I think that there are people who try to pass themselves off as both and they're not. And I I use a phrase a lot with my clients, I stay in your lane. You can't be good at a hundred things. Choose what you're good at and do that. And um, so, whereas there are some planners who I guess are designers too, designer is a full-time job too. I don't really see how you could adequately do both and be good at both. This is my personal opinion. People may disagree, but I'm very straightforward with people saying I'm not a designer, but I work with great designers and I'm going to hook you up with someone who's really good for you and for your aesthetic and for your theme.
1: And, And also too, Amy, one of the cool things too about what I like that you do so well is that, you know, obviously getting all your ducks in a row and, and choosing the specific vendors because let's be real, you know, like you have other entertainment companies that, you know, do well in certain situations too. We might not be the best fit for the That's client, right. which is great. And, and I also love that you look to us too as well. You know, you'll, you'll bring us together, but you're definitely looking for my ideas, for Mike's ideas, like how can we make this, like we definitely work together. So I also, sure. you know, enjoy that, you know, you're looking to your professionals to definitely get their creative input to put together a really well-rounded event.
2: And I think that's so important to be collaborators. And I often say to my clients, we're partners in this. You know, I I don't dictate what they should or shouldn't do. And I don't think any vendor should dictate to the client, you need to do this, you must do this, because it's their event, it's their budget, it's their child. You have to be kind of aware of, of what the family situation is, what the family dynamics are, what the budget is, all those things. And so for me, it's really important that I find the right fit for those particular clients. Because again, not every family is the same. It's not cookie cutter.
0: I, I just wanna hit this topic one, one level deeper. As a entertainment company, weekend after weekend we're at events and I'm seeing what I'll call decorators um, showing up early, dropping off stuff or setting up balloons, setting up centerpieces, and then they leave. And they're, they're not seen again until the very end when they come back to do a pickup. To me, that's a decorator. They're, they're making it look great, and then they're leaving the show in the hands of the venue or the entertainment, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you seem to be much more hands-on in the timeline and the structure of the event, right?
2: That's right, and I also stay and have very sore feet um, for the duration of the event. <laughs> I get there several hours early. I, I don't leave until the client leaves. And if that means I don't leave until 1 a.m., I don't leave until 1 a.m. Amy's um, on the
1: front line.
2: I am, my feet are not happy. Um, but anyway, that being said, my designers that I work with really love to stay until the client sees the room and do the big reveal. And that's such a fun moment for them, but also for me and the family. And I've, I've had opportunities to record it and that kind of thing. And that's important. And then the designer can go home. And that's where the planner is to mitigate any problems that are having day of. If the timeline's going awry, you know, talking to you guys and getting it um, fixed, so to speak. If the food is coming out late, you know, working with the people on site to make sure everything is going according to the timeline that we all approved and worked out together collaboratively. Does that makes
1: sense? Would, what, that's awesome. And what would you say, Amy, about like a, a client? So, you know, we, we get together, we put together the, you know, the whole framework of the event. It's getting down to the wire. It's time to perform. We, I, we like to try to keep our clients calm that, you know, we call it the 95%, you know, percentile. That 95% of what we plan is going to happen day of, going to be executed. How would you get clients to kind of, I guess, remain calm a little bit? Like, so if, you know, timelines adjusted a little bit, it's all good. It's cool. Like, what would you suggest... Like, I guess, as a, as a form of, of, of good advice?
2: So, you know, a timeline is fluid because things happen. We all know that it's a live event. Um, you can't stop it and start over. So, you gotta go be willing to go with the flow and kind of um, understand that things could go awry. But for my, get, for my clients, I always say, you are the guest at your own event. Let me worry about the problems. And I'm hopefully looking out looking all around, seeing what's happening in different areas of the room by different people, different vendors, so I can kind of see what's happening and then try to fix the problem before it even happens. And hopefully that the client has enough faith in me and and my team, if I have people there, who are really going to, like I said, mitigate any potential crisis that's going to happen. And I'll tell you, we've had very few, and I feel really fortunate about that. Um, but sometimes things happen. You
0: right. know, you've referred to yourself as a therapist or best friend. That's it,
2: right. And
0: I think that you being in that role allows you to mitigate these situations better than just, you know, quote unquote, hired help. Like you really do right. close with your clients.
2: So I am. And I have to say with a number of my clients, I'm actually friends with my clients now. Like our relation, you may have one kid, you may have three, I've done all your kids, but our relationship kind of continues after that. i become like a family member to some of these people um, for a time. And I've had moms in particular confide in me, oh my God, if my husband finds out about the amount of money I'm spending, they're going to kill me You know, this kind of thing. Or I have a mother-in-law. It's always the mother-in-law. Um, and not mine, of course. Um, but anyway, you know, really confining me, I don't know what to do without this candle lighting. I really don't want to have to bring up these 12 people, but I kind of feel obligated to, what can we do? And so you're learning these kind of innermost things almost. And it's like, say your hairdresser, or your bartender, that you learn these things and trying to, to be a friend and be, um, I had one client a while ago, she used to talk to me, tell me I was her talking partner, where she could just say things out loud, like kind of stream of consciousness and I could kind of help her, Figure out what she was trying to figure out, and so you know it is. It becomes a friendship most of the time. I can't say all the time, uh, and but it is a business relationship. Jordan yet smiling. I know why.
1: Because you're um, Jamie's sitting here in the background, nodding and agreeing with everything. She's like she's so spot on. Like you're hitting it. You're knocking it out of the park.
2: Yeah, but you know what? It is. It 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 takes patience. You know there are difficult clients. There are clients who. I've had situations where clients um, call vendors and make decisions and don't tell me. And then I'm like, I didn't know that was happening. It's so important to keep your planner in the loop. I, I literally have a clause in my contract to please not have vendor conversations or meetings without my knowledge, because in the end, I'm responsible for the event i need to know these things yes so you know there are challenges sometimes things like that but in the mean, end, we
1: really have you on speed dial we have a direct text the second something happens we're right on that text line they, they are, are you know. guys are
2: like my my most frequent texts i think <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse you guys probably that's, want to it. Kill me. that's it um but you know that all that being said i feel like and i'm sure you guys agree that my job is a privilege because basically we're bringing joy to families we're helping them mark these amazing um life cycle moments, whether it be a birthday party, a mitzvah, a wedding, and that's you know, not everybody gets to do that for a living. So I I feel grateful that I get to do that every day. Well Well, not right now because it's a little slow. But Uh yeah,
1: right. But you know what? The break, I mean although it's it's totally against what we all want, I'm not I'm it's okay. I'm back and forth at times a little bit. I'm
2: like relaxation.
1: We are full when we're in it, when we're in it, we are full tilt. It literally is a twenty four seven yeah, it's crazy. There is no time. For me, it's up
2: in the middle of the night, sending texts, you know, right. emails. You know, uh, I, you. I, I was uh, gonna ask you, do you
0: have any boundaries with your clients as to like, or is it really twenty-four seven? This is a big my question
1: right now. This
2: is okay. all me, yeah, yeah. I I have created possibly a monster because I am accessible twenty four seven, much to my family's dismay sometimes. And um I'll be honest, i could and should probably cut that back a little bit um to have a better work-life balance but i love what i do i love my clients and so when they text me at 11 o'clock at night i'll answer them i do turn my phone off at night though (laughs) so i i'm very quick responder um as you guys certainly know but i'm in it and this is my business and i've built it up from scratch from you know nothing and i'm proud of that and i If my client is thinking about something at 10 o'clock at night and I'm up, which I usually am. All right. I'll answer you, but it can, you know, can be a lot. I work a lot of weekends. So, um, it comes with the territory I think for me.
0: Very cool. Um, I'm just thinking, Amy, you know, the fact that you went through this yourself with your own son, um, I bet that helps you become that best friend and confidant to your clients.
2: Well, I come from it from a point of view of not just being a planner, but being a mom to being a a Jewish woman who, believe me, I'm not religious at all. I always say I'm culturally Jewish, which I am, but definitely not observant. And, um, but I appreciate the culture behind it and I appreciate the kind of, uh, milestone and thing. I grew up in a conservative house, which is a joke because none of us practice anything now. Um, but, you know, going through that process with my son, and speaking as a mom, I was so proud of him. He was not a fan of Hebrew school; none of us are, but he worked his Either. butt off. And, I mean, who is really? <laughs> and he did it, and he did a beautiful job, and I was so proud. And and of course, this was years ago, but that day, he said to my husband and me, he said, "That was the best day of my life." And like to hear that is amazing. So um, it was just a really important day in in. He wouldn't say that now necessarily, but then in the moment, I think that it was, and for my husband and me too, and my family.
1: And, and well. also for us too, having a hand in that, like, that's huge. Like, have like at that age, at, at, you know, 13 years old and just not knowing, you know, what obviously you're capable of yet in life and just having an experience like that and being able to come back and be like, that was the greatest day. Yeah. Is that, that's what we look for. Like that, that hits you know, straight. That's validation. Heart. We love that.
0: So, yeah. yeah. So. You know, I mean, talking about the religion, how do you how do you keep the religion in the forefront of the planning with certain clients when, you know, the party really becomes the big monster?
2: Right. So what I, I say to my clients or my potential clients more is, look, let's not lose sight of what your child just did. I know the party is the fun part and that's what the bells and whistles, but your kid just accomplished this major thing. And it's a momentous occasion in a Jewish kid's life, whether they like it or not in some instances. And so there would be no party without that happening. So sometimes I have clients who are more religious than me. I, I admit it. I have to Google stuff sometimes. I'm, I'm not sure what, what these things mean, but it's a, so an educational process for me. But um, you know, having a party and all of that is great. I'm of the mindset it doesn't have to be over the top and ridiculous and have things that are just way, way, way unnecessary. And I try to reel my clients in sometimes. And I mentioned this to you guys, like, don't try to keep up with the Joneses. What's the point? You know what I mean? I know I'm deviating a little bit, but um, everybody is unique and, and I'd like to treat my clients as such. So, um, I, that's kind I of know. My-
0: Jordan has the privilege of being with you pretty often. I, I, for one reason or another, I'm not with you that often, but when I see the pictures, Amy, I got to give you credit because. I feel like every party is so different. Like a lot of, now I'll go back to decorators, but a lot of decorators have a similar look from party to party. That's you know, they, exactly right. Reuse, recycle. I've seen some of your parties, like the glamping party versus the TWA party, uh, totally polar opposite looks, but both so well done. And,
1: like, and our barbecue, I'll tell our barbecue you. barn mitzvah. Yes. <laughs> We've done everything. We've I done mean, The thing for me
2: is I don't like cookie cutter. I don't want to walk into an event and someone to say, oh, that's a X, Y, and Z company. Like no off the bat. I like someone who, a designer who comes to the table and every time it's different, it's not the same pieces and they're thinking out of the box. And that's not to say that those other companies aren't great. They are. But for me personally, that's what I look for. Somebody who's not throwing this same look, same party every single weekend. And let's face it, how many ways can you do basketball or baseball? You know, how do you make that look different and feel different so that this kid's party is unique from his best friends, which is also baseball, you know? And,
1: and, you know, speaking of look too, Amy, like where, so as a planner, you're dialed in, you definitely have your finger on the pulse when it comes to 2020 styled events. Where do you kind of see, the industry going? Is there anything new that's coming around? Stuff that you're trying to mess with? Thing,
2: cool things? Well, use- I look to you guys for technological things because that's not my. Oh, um, I look
1: to, I look to Mike for the techno- technological. Okay,
2: Mike, stuff. I'm looking at you. Um, you know, <laughs> that's not my area of expertise, but I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of um, uh, kind of reading things like BizBash and stuff like that to try to get my finger on the pulse of what's happening, what's available out there. Yeah. But you know what? This sounds so trite, but I just, and I tell my clients the thing, I'm me. I do me. I don't try to compete with other people who have similar roles. I know I'm different than other planners. I never offer things that are different than other planners. I just try to be authentic and to myself and, and to what my beliefs are. I know that sounds really hokey, but that's also what I look for in vendors. People who are um, really honest and have integrity and, and are partners. And that's, that's awesome. really important to me really important
0: very very cool stuff i I, i'm i'm looking to wrap this up in the next couple moments here but a couple quick things um this podcast is all based around giving clients tips and tricks and suggestions um i'm gonna leave this a little bit open-ended for amy but any tips for somebody planning either now during the COVID 19 crisis or just tips in general that they should consider
2: so I'll give you an example. Um, I have a client right now who booked me shortly before all this kind of craziness happened. And we don't even have a venue yet. But I said, listen, we don't want to waste time. The event is in about a year and a half. So let's work backwards. And that's what we're doing. We can't go do site visits at venues because they're closed. So, But we can do things like Zoom meetings and things like that for them to get introduced to vendors. So we're trying to do that. Work on your guest list. I send my clients um an excel spreadsheet that i've kind of created over the years that's really thorough that can help them through the whole process i'll send them that so they can because that's such a labor intensive thing that's something i can't do for them i can't do their guest list Um, we'll go over the budget we'll we'll talk about decor and design so those are all things that are in the process kind of but if you're if you're Looking for a plan. If you have an event, you don't have a plan yet. Certainly you can reach out now because we can work backwards. We, there are still things we can do because of technology and things like this where we can still kind of have these virtual meetings and and get stuff done. So we're still checking things off on our list as we go along. It's, it's odd. It's not typical, but you know, we're managing. I love that.
1: That's awesome. And Amy, if you want, while we're on the topic, um, why don't you drop your information, like your social media handles, your email, if anybody wants to reach out, pick your brain, get a hold of you, go for it.
2: All right. I'm not sure I know how to do this. I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> you can just tell them what's up. It's all good. Let them know. Uh, what's your, your Facebook is just uh, Rubell Event Management, right?
2: Yep. And then um, Instagram is the same thing, Rubell Event Management. And my email is amy at com. Excellent. Lots
1: of stuff there. Really awesome. cool this stuff.
0: is always a pleasure. This is fun.
2: Thanks, you guys.
0: Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be posting this up shortly. And thank you for your time and all the valuable information.
1: Very cool. Mike, you want to tie, tie a bow on the episode, my friend?
0: Let's do it. So uh, I think we're at episode 54,
2: 55. I don't even know
1: what day it is, bro. So your guess is as good as mine. It's on the Wednesday. No-
2: <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> it's April 1st. I That's guess. right.
1: And we're not kidding about this episode at all. It's not a joke. <laughs> not a joke.
0: So uh, yeah, Mastering Mitsu was coming to an end.
2: Uh, thank you so much
0: for tuning in and we'll catch you guys back here next week.
2: Thanks, hey. guys. Thank you.